0: Welcome to The Aficionado Show. I'm your host, Kevin Robbins. An aficionado is a person who is very knowledgeable and enthusiastic about an activity, subject, or pastime. Every Saturday morning, we will feature aficionados to share with you, our guests, all things that are the good life, including local eats, libations, cigars, local live music, and local events here in Southwest Florida. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy The Aficionado Show. Welcome to episode number six of the Aficionado Show. I'm your host, Kevin Robinson. With me is Adam Hood. Adam, this is going to be one of our biggest shows so far as far as time goes, but just a whole lot of really cool content as well. I'm excited about uh, what we've got going on in this show. Uh, You know, first little segment. We're going to smoke the nat Sherman timeless cigar uh, turned out to be an amazing cigar. Love the guys at nat sherman too we 'll talk about them a little bit and we paired that with our beloved monkey shoulder so uh, we did have uh, we did have and i 'll admit it we knocked out the entire bottle of monkey shoulder uh, while doing this pairing so it was a good night. We really enjoyed doing that at the uh, at the aficionado show studios and then we go out on the road with a stereo Bay Chevrolet. We're going to go to Big Blue Brewing. Uh, we check out this unique brewery in Cape Coral. Really enjoyed it there. It's, it's a really cool place. With They had 10 of their own beers on tap, and they've got a, just a, a really – the brewery part was beautiful, and the restaurant's very, very nice. So you'll want to stick around and uh, listen to that. We talked to the uh, GM there as well as the uh, – we'll call him a brewmaster, right? And uh, we'll talk to those guys. That was a, a great time with, uh, with those guys at Big Blue Brewing. We also talk about. Uh, I'm getting ready to go out of town on Sunday. Out o town, out o town. town. Pretty excited about it too. So we'll talk about where I'm headed and uh, and kind of kind of divulge some information about that. It's a lot. It's a lot of fun, and I'm excited about that. And finally, as always, at the end of the show, we'll talk about some pretty amazing upcoming events that are happening right here in Southwest Florida. All that's coming up on this episode of the Aficionado Show.
1: Hi, this is Pat Denson, Vice President of Estero Bay Chevrolet. When you sell the most cars, you have the luxury of keeping only the finest pre-owned vehicles for every price category. Many are one owner trades. Many purchase new here. We don't go to the auction and purchase other people's problems. So if you're in the market for the nicest used cars and trucks and sport utilities, there's no better place to buy than Estero Bay Chevrolet. Find new roads. Exit 123. Your ride, your way today at EsteroBayChevrolet.com. Still-
0: For over 10 years, Sticks Cigar Company in North Fort Myers has been the place for those highly sought-after boutique cigar blends that you won't find in every humidor. Owner Tom Green prides himself in not only having unique cigar brands, but also a large selection of cigar accessories, including cutters, lighters, ashtrays and that perfect humidor stop in to see tom and let him help you pick out the perfect cigars and while you're there stay for a cigar on the patio or in the man cave that sticks cigar company located at 705 pondella road in north fort myers or give them a call at 239-898-2593 be sure to tell them that the aficionado show sent you Ioni Insurance and Risk Management is an independent insurance agency here in Southwest Florida. They've been providing complete and comprehensive insurance portfolio risk management services in Florida for over 25 years. Ioni Insurance and Risk Management is proud to serve our community in all things insurance and risk management. For more information about how they can assist you and your business, call 239 707 1133. Again, 239 707 1133. Or visit them online at Ioneinsurance.com. That's I-A-N-N-O-N-E insurance.com. Hi, this is Kevin Robbins with American Eagle Mortgage and the host of The Aficionado Show. Whether you're looking to refinance your mortgage or purchase your dream home here in Southwest Florida, I'd love to earn your business. I have the experience and local knowledge to get the job done. Give me a call at 239-471-0505. That's 239-471-0505. Or visit me online at kevinrobbins.com. NMLS 161-3797. Lend US, LLC, DBA, American Eagle Mortgage. NMLS 1938. Equal housing opportunity. And welcome back to the Aficionado Show. Uh, Adam and I are uh, hanging out here in the uh, Aficionado Show studios. And, of course, as we mentioned earlier, we are checking out the Monkey Shoulder, of course. That's our favorite scotch. Most of our listeners know this. Uh, We'll talk about Monkey Shoulder in a minute. But we're smoking the Nat Sherman Timeless. Uh, Adam, tell us a little bit about the Timeless.
2: The Timeless is a long filler uh, Nicaraguan, I guess you could call it a Puro. Yeah. If it's uh,
0: all, if it's all Nicaraguan, yeah, it's a Puro. It, it, yeah.
2: It all comes. Well, traditionally a Puro, uh, all the tobaccos come from the same farm. We've migrated in today's uh, cigar culture, calling a Puro, all of the tobacco comes from the same country. Right. But traditionally a Puro all came from the same farm. So, the Nat Sherman Timeless is a complete Nicaraguan long filler cigar. It has a dark Habano Nicaraguan wrapper. This thing looks like a piece of leather. Yeah, no, it, it is a beautiful cigar. I do love this cigar. So, Nat Sherman, been in business since 1930. I mean,
0: come on. And you know what's interesting about them, too, is their headquarters is in New York City. Absolutely. Which, you know, I would say... I don't know, what, 75% of the cigar manufacturers' headquarters are here in Florida, somewhere. Most of them on the East Coast. You know, Rocky's here in Bonita Springs. Uh, La is setting up shop here in uh, in uh, Southwest Florida as well. But to have the headquarters in uh, in New York, New York City is kind of unique.
2: The cigar industry uh, moved from, obviously, Cuba to the Dominican. They migrated from... Uh, the Dominican into uh, South South Florida, Miami, the Keys, uh, and there was a huge hurricane that just kind of blasted a lot of those um, those factories out, and they migrated to Tampa because I guess they felt that would be a safer place from the hurricanes. And they a lot of the Cuban brands set up shop in Tampa, which was you know really really neat in trying to get out of the way of those, you know, natural disasters. But to have Nat Sherman based out of New York is kind of a, a unique thing. So I'm going to cut and light this thing right now and uh, we'll see where it goes from here.
0: Well, and while you're doing that, I'm going to tell you an interesting fact. So you're talking about Tampa being, you know, protected from those natural disasters, if you will, as you like your uh, your Nat Sherman timeless. I've already got mine lit. I'm loving this cigar. Um, Thomas Edison, do you know why he chose Fort Myers for his winter home? Ooh, I do not. It's just because of what you said. And I wanted to share that with you is because he who, you know, Thomas Edison is a pretty smart man. He knew or he felt based on his research that Fort Myers was the safest place for him and his family to be away from hurricanes. So we've not had a lot of hurricanes hit Fort Myers directly. They've always gone south of us or north of us or whatever. So Thomas Edison believed that Southwest Florida was a safe place, mainly Fort Myers, where his home is right there on McGregor, to be away from that. So it's funny that you should mention that about Tampa, and Tampa has experienced that as well. So anyway, so we've got the Nat Sherman Timeless lit. Uh, We're talking about these guys. I want to talk about... uh, um, the guys that are part of Nat Sherman, uh, we've, had the, we've had them down here. We had them for a cigar dinner recently. We met them both at the world-famous cigar bar at Gulf Coast Town Center. They were down for a cigar dinner. Michael Herkelotz, which is a very, very cool guy. Love him. Hope to have him on the show uh, soon. He, he would be a, a great addition to the show. Um, you know what was interesting, Adam, too, and, and you, were, you were at the dinner, and uh, when we were finished with the dinner, do you remember what Michael was doing? So Michael if if you don't follow Michael I I I challenge you to go find him on social media. Um Michael is we, Adam and I were speaking earlier and we were kind of joking about it but but half serious. We wonder if he has a professional photographer that runs behind him at all times because I, I think he does. He always looks so damn good in his pictures. Now, he has so many amazing fitted suits. His suits are amazing. I mean, he's a good-looking guy. I I'm 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 comfortable enough in my manhood to say Michael's a good-looking guy. He's a gentleman he's smooth as silk he loves his cigars he just you know his suits are amazing and if you if you follow him on social media, Instagram, Facebook whatever, every picture of him looks like it's it's been planned. it's perfect. So anyway Michael wearing his amazing suit uh, at the end of the uh, at the end of the event so we're all cleaning up, we're moving tables we're cleaning things up. I look over and Michael's grabbing tables. And he ah, was yes. remember that, and he was our guest, Adam. And we were like, no, 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 don't, no, we'll clean this up. Just sit down, have a have a drink, have a cigar. He he literally had the vacuum cleaner. Yeah. So the next thing I know, we, we finally I thought I thought we had got him away from helping us tear down tables and and fold chairs and things, and he wouldn't stop. The next thing I know, I turn around, just what you said. I turn around and he has literally taken the vacuum cleaner away from. One of the staff at the world famous cigar bar at the Gulf Coast Town Center, and proceeded to vacuum the whole area where we had had the cigar dinner. First,
2: first time the main guest has ever vacuumed the floors after an event at the world
0: famous cigar bar. That was that was awesome. What a great guy! What I was so impressed with the fact that he had no issues in his in his amazing fitted, I'm sure very expensive suit. Sure, had no issues stopping and helping out and what a what a great guy i really really enjoyed uh meeting him and spending some time with him and adam our local nat sherman rep tell us about him david's a great guy too
2: david mealy is is such a great guy he um he's so down to earth and we just had the chili cook off with uh with nat sherman and day and dave was there <laughs> and he was a little late to the to the event and that's because he was at his kid's football game and i i i respect that man and that was the thing getting getting her clocks there on a uh on a sunday cuz he's he's a big family man as well uh, so getting both of those those guys there on a sunday was a feat in itself but again like you said the guy shows up in a three piece suit and
0: Again, his Instagram, he he has to be the most interesting man on Instagram. Absolutely. He just just has to be. I highly recommend, highly recommend you find him on Instagram uh, and Facebook and follow him, not only for the knowledge and the interest of the cigars, but just because he's a very unique individual that I got to say, I I honestly look forward to seeing him again soon. And and hopefully I'll get that opportunity. He is... uh, uh, just a, a really unique guy and and, and Adam, I got to tell you he's, he's one of those he's in, he's in my top four or five of people that I'd love to have here on the aficionado show. He's just a very unique guy that uh, uh, the aficionado show wasn't thought of back when we when we were with him last time, but uh, I would absolutely love to have him on and, and, and talk to him a little bit more about his history with uh, just in the business in general and and nat Sherman as well.
2: Absolutely and I remember him saying at the event uh, how he was blown away how we were able to get or should I say the world famous cigar bar was able to get you know 50 plus people at a cigar event on a Sunday to hang out and you know have a great dinner and just just be there on a Sunday and it just uh, it blew him away he how many events has he been to oh there,
0: uh, thousands. I mean, it's got to be thousands. Exactly. So for him
2: to comment and say that you know he he was impressed that that the world famous cigar bar was able to get that many people there on a Sunday to have dinner
0: and it's like a it's like a big family, right? No, it is. And and that, that's as we've mentioned on previous podcasts, and most of our listeners know that's the beauty of the cigar industry, and 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 is that everybody you know the cigars bring us together they really do so that is a really great opportunity so i'm gonna i'm gonna say adam we've got to talk about the scotch that we're drinking this is our favorite scotch but we're gonna go to break first after the break we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about monkey shoulder monkey shoulder is adam and i's everyday scotch and sadly we have to admit that yes we probably drink it every day but it's our everyday scotch and there are many many amazing scotches out there so when somebody says and they know that i'm a scotch drinker they say what's your favorite scotch well there are many of them that i love right adam and same for well, you as absolutely. well we've we've talked about this and and i have some really cool ones on my, on my bar at the house and there are so many amazing scotches out there but What's unique about Monkey Shoulder is it's my everyday. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about Monkey Shoulder. And we're going to explain why we love this uh, scotch and why it's our everyday scotch here on the Aficionado Show.
2: I'll pour another one as we go to break.
0: Very nice.
3: Hood Designs, the official marketing and branding partner of the aficionado show. Hood Designs is a highly versatile design firm specializing in branding, marketing, print, and digital. With their extensive knowledge of web development and graphic design, they're able to assist your business to reaching its marketing goals. Hood Designs is well known for their project promptness and pride themselves in creating satisfied clients. Contact Hood Designs today and learn how they can help you with your business goals. 561 247 4931 or visit hooddesigns.com.
0: Burn by Rocky
4: Patel is an evolution in cigar lounges featuring a design that draws on an exotic mix of Mediterranean, Asian, and Cuban cultures. The world class humidor in Burn also features private lockers where our guests can keep their cigars in perfect condition. Burn by Rocky Patel stocks the full line of Rocky Patel premium cigars as well as cigars from other top cigar makers from around the world. Burn by Rocky Patel, located in Mercado in Naples, next to Cabo Lounge.
0: Welcome back to the Aficionado Show. Adam Hood and I here smoking the Timeless from Nat Sherman Cigars, as we mentioned earlier. And we've been talking about the Monkey Shoulder, uh, the scotch that is our, our everyday scotch, Adam. And when we say everyday, it's, uh, what's interesting about Monkey Shoulder is it's an amazing scotch and it's very affordable. It's a It uh, uh, was a very big surprise to me several years ago when it came out. And I got the opportunity to try it. And I don't know what happened, but it it immediately uh, it, it immediately was part of me. I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, I was a big fan right out of the gate, and I was already a Scotch drinker, but was kind of all over the board and and couldn't really find what I loved. And and uh, of course, there are many great scotches out there, tons and tons of great scotches. And Monkey Shoulder is a is an everyday Scotch in that it's a very affordable Scotch. So But it's a blend. So when we talk about blends, Adam, we we think about Johnny Walker and we think about some of those others, Doers, right? Doers is a blend. So those blends have single malt scotch in them, but they also have grain whiskey in them as well. So they are not all single malt scotch. So a single malt scotch, if you you go to the store and you look on the bottle or you go to the bar and you look on the bottle, has a 12 on it. Balvini 12 is single malt. That means that that entire bottle was aged for 12 years in a barrel. That's Balvini 12. That's how that works. So then you've got the blends. The blends are single malts with, most of the time, grain whiskey to fill up the bottle, right? So that would be Johnny Walker Red, Johnny Walker Black, Johnny Walker Blue. Believe it or not, there's grain whiskey and Johnny Walker Blue. So that, that is not, those are all blends. What makes Monkey Shoulder very unique, it's one of two on the market that are this way, is that they are single malt blends. What I mean by that is that they are a blend of multiple single malts with no grain whiskey in the bottle. So what they've done is they've taken single malts from three different distilleries, and there is one other, and we'll talk about it in a minute, that does this as well. Monkey Shoulder takes takes single malt whiskey from three different distilleries to make their blend. So there is no grain whiskey. So the beauty of this is those three distilleries, Adam are Canenvy, Glenfiddich and Balvini. Now they're all sister distilleries, meaning that they all, they are all owned by the same company, sister distilleries. And obviously I've never been there, but my understanding is they're very close in proximity to each other in, in Scotland, in that area. So that is that is what makes Monkey Shoulder. It's a blend of three single malt scotches, again Balvenie, Glenfiddich, and Kenenvy, all single or are all sister distilleries. I am a Balvenie drinker
2: uh, by default, I guess you could say. Um, Balvenie twelve year double wood is my just. If I go outside of any bar and they have Balvenie twelve year, that's what I'm drinking. Um, that's what kind of turned me on to monkey shoulder was that it had Balvini in it. And I'm like, well, you know, if they can blend this in it, what could be bad? Uh, the cool thing that you were speaking to about the age of scotch is that the year on it is what's called an age statement. And they're so pure to the fact that yes, you can have a blended scotch whiskey and it can have a 25 year, it can have a 17 year and it can have a 12 year blended in, but by default they have to call it a 12 year. Correct. They take the lowest age of whatever whiskey is blended in it, and that's what they and that's what they state. Now, like rum on the other hand, you can have a rum that has a three year, a seven year, and then just a tad bit of twenty-four. And then they'll call it a twenty four year old right. rum. It's the reverse. Right. Exactly.
0: So they've got people have got to understand that is when they walk up to the bar and they see a twenty four year old rum, it's not necessarily meaning that all of it's twenty four years old. That's that's the reverse of the way whiskeys work. Correct.
2: And, and I don't know if there's a certain part that has to be twenty four years for them I don't know if they have those uh, caveats or what you know, whatever you want to call it. But that's the The purity of scotch is that, you know, A, it has to come from Scotland. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. you know, Japan makes some amazing whiskeys that we could call scotch, but they're just, they cannot be called scotch. It's called Japanese whiskey. Right. Correct. Um, But, you know, the lowest age of whatever's in that blend
0: is what that, that bottles, again, is the age statement of that bottle. Right. So monkey shoulder, again, a blend of Balvini Canenvi and and Glenfiddich. So I've got to say that I'm a huge Balvini fan as well. Uh, I love Glenfiddich 12. Uh, I've got a Glenfiddich 26 in in on my bar at the house that I can't wait to open. Uh, Glenfiddich 26 is one of my one of my favorites that I've got to experience in my life. But Adam and I have had the the pleasure of having Balvini 30 as well. Yes, and Balvini 30 is is. Uh, it's just a, it's a nectar of the gods. It is spectacular. It is spectacular. And and that is the oldest scotch I've had. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm a scotch snob. I'm not at all. I'm I'm uh, I'm like a little boy when it comes to Scotch. I'm, I'm excited to get the opportunity to try those. So all, I don't. Wanna...
2: All, although we've had Louis the Thirteenth from the seventies,
0: yes, we have, we have. But I, I want people, to, I want our listeners to understand, Adam, that we're not snobs by any means. We're we are we are lovers of these things. So we've had the opportunity to try these things, and we're like we're like little kids when we get the opportunity to try them. We're not snobs by any means, and that's that's what makes our love for this stuff so special and that's what i think hopefully will translate into the show
2: absolutely and, and just like a scotch and a cigar th- the best scotch and cigar
0: are the ones in your hand oh absolutely and right now it's the timeless from nat sherman and it's a monkey shoulder on the rocks that adam and i both have in front of us so i want to tell you a couple of things that i that i have um experienced with Monkey Shoulder and. Over the years, and it, I don't know how long Monkey Shoulder's been out. I probably should have looked that up before we started this, but it's been a while. And once I got excited about Monkey Shoulder and started sharing it on social media, and several of our listeners that hopefully are, are listening to this particular episode, uh, I'm going to bring up Dave Haverly. I'm going to bring up Ed Metzger. Those guys and uh, drink Monkey Shoulder, and part of it is because I had such a passion and a love for it that they picked it up, they grabbed it, they tried it and 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 they liked it and I think that that I'm really excited about the fact that those guys have followed it suit with that because it's it's it really is for the money bang for the buck, I think it's the best everyday scotch out there.
2: How are you not a monkey shoulder ambassador by now well
0: there is there is a beautiful young lady. And I'm gonna send this podcast to her, and she knows I think she's beautiful. Her name is Leah Morrow. Uh her she is the she's like an area manager for for William Grant. Now, William Grant is the parent company, the owner of this brand. Which and, which produces a massive amount of alcohol. Oh yeah. They've got so many different brands. I can't even I can't even rattle them but, off. No. But Leah and the local reps for For Monkey Shoulder, have often said to me that I should be the brand ambassador for Monkey Shoulder, and if you follow my Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or any of those things, you'll know my love for Monkey Shoulder. And it's just, it's just, I'm blown away by the fact that they've been able to put together such an amazing Scotch for such an affordable price with such a cool story. And now that brings us to the story, Adam. So, so Monkey Shoulder again, three it's it's a blend of three single malt scotches. We're going to say Balvini, Glenfiddich, and Canenvy. So Monkey Shoulder has, it has, if you look at the bottle, on the outside of the bottle is three monkeys side by side. They're metal, so they're actually affixed to the outside of the bottle. So each monkey represents each single malt scotch that's in the bottle. Correct. So, again, part of the really cool story about this. So, Monkey Shoulder. Adam, you know what Monkey Shoulder means, right? Where they got the name? I do. So, so tell us about Monkey Shoulder.
2: So, the barley is spread out over this huge warehouse on the floor to dry out and uh, ferment? No. I'm not... Ferment's not the word. What's the word? Ferment's not the word. Let's say dry out and cure. Right, right. I'm not a scotch expert, but I... Do know where the term came from. So anyway, the malt men, the gentleman who would turn the barley on the floor. So essentially they're raking this stuff all day, trying to get it to dry out and cure for the process of brewing it. So they raked so much. And, you know, you're right-handed or you're left-handed, and that's the dominant hand that you use. So these guys would rake the barley over so much that they would eventually uh, develop a slight droop mm-hmm. to their shoulder, and that became known as the monkey shoulder. Right. So, as you know, monkeys have that kind of waddle or that kind of droop as they walk. That's where they developed the name and, and seeing
0: those malt men turn that barley day in and day out. What a great story. See, and, that, and that's one of the things that I love. And as we move forward with the podcast, Adam, I love names of uh, unique names of liquors. And and that's one of the things I dig about craft beer, even though I'm not a beer guy. And we talked about that a couple of episodes ago, that I'm just not a beer guy. But damn, I love the names. The names are so cool. and And that's one of the things that I dig about uh, craft beers. And that's one of the things I love about Monkey Shoulder is it's a story. We've got a story here. We can tell. We can tell where the name came from. We got three monkeys on the outside of the bottle. It's one of two on the market that is a blend of single malt scotches. That's that's the cool part about this. And I'm just going to say it. I, I, if you go to Windexy or you go to Total Wine, this bottle of Scotch most times is less than thirty dollars a bottle.
2: Yeah, it's, again, like you said, the bang for the buck, it's just, again, it's got Balvenie in it. It's got Glenfiddich in it. It's got Canembe in it. I mean, come on. You can drink all three of those just neat, and they're just, they stand alone on their own as great scotches. Yeah, they're unbelievable. Not to mention the guy who, who had the forethought to, let's take
0: these three amazing single malts and let's put them in the same bottle. So I'm gonna leave you with two things before we before we wrap up this segment of the aficionado show. One is that interestingly enough, canenvy had their own had their own blends that were out for a lo- the longest time and there was a canenvy twenty three that was out. It was absolutely amazing, but it was in a three seven five bottle so if you're used to seeing scotch bottles out there that's a seven fifty so canenvy came out with their 23, and it was in a 375, which is half the size, of course, of a 750. And it was a cute little bottle. That scotch was absolutely ridiculous. So one night I'm at the world-famous Cigar bar Gulf Coast Town Center, and I've had a few scotches, and I'm like, I've got to drink the rest of that scotch. So I, I reached, I asked them to reach up there. They pulled it down. I drank the rest of that Canenvy 23, thinking the next day they would just order another bottle. Come to find out, Adam. They don't make it anymore. That was it. Canenvy doesn't make scotch anymore in their own brand name. Sure. They are part of those those distilleries that we talked about earlier, but no longer do they make it. So I have the empty bottle sitting on my bar at my home. Very cool. But it's gone. It's over. It's done. The other thing, and I'm going to ask you one piece of trivia, do you have any idea what the other scotch on the market is? That is a single malt blend, so it's a blend of only single malts. Do you do you have any idea what that is? I'm not even gonna try to guess. So I can't rattle off the scotches, I'll admit that. But it's Johnny Walker Green, believe it or not. Oh really? Johnny Walker Green is a blend of four single malt scotches. I don't I don't know what the scotches are. I don't are. think I've
2: ever had the green. I've had the gold, I've had the black, I've had the blue,
0: I've had uh the double black, but I've, right. I don't think I've ever had the green. If I were to give you my opinion, and this is strictly my opinion because it's our podcast, so that's what we're going to give you, is that I'm not a fan of any of them except for the green.
2: I like the double black.
0: You got I'm not. A, I'm
2: not a smoky Scotch drinker.
0: I'm not either. But but inter- for some reason, I like that. Interestingly one. enough, if you can get listeners, if you can get your hand on the green, try the green. The green is a blend of four single malt scotches. It's the only one. Only. It's the only other one on the market, besides Monkey Shoulder, that is a blend of single malt scotches. You should try it. Green is unique. It is very, very good. It's the only, it's really the only Johnny Walker that I really enjoy drinking. I'll drink red, uh, black I'm not a big fan of. I just can't, I'm not into the smoke. Sure. But again, everybody, that's the beauty of... Of all these cigars, Adam, and all these scotches, is that we all like something different, Absolutely. right? So, anyway,
2: and one little tidbit before we go. So, in 1886, William Grant took his life savings of 755 pounds. This is a little research that I've done, and he just sunk his life savings into the development of uh, the construction of Glenfiddich Distillery. Five years later, Balvini was opened, and nearly a decade later, Convenie. Coninvy. Right. So, nearly a decade later, Coninvy was opened in 1990. Wow. So, literally, Monkey Shoulder has been in a soon-to-be product since 1886.
0: That's amazing. Well, I, I have to say, if you've not tried Monkey Shoulder, I would challenge you to do so. It is absolutely amazing. It is growing throughout Southwest Florida at several different bars, and you know it's funny. I've had I've had Adam a lot to
2: do with getting
0: them well, there. I think so, but also it's funny. I will be uh, I will get texts or messages or photos from different bartenders or bar owners throughout Southwest Florida. And they'll send me a picture of the fact that they have monkey shoulder on the back bar, and I think it's because they want me to come drink it, yeah, that's a good way to get you there no, no, and I'm fine with that i i am am happy that they are appreciative of the quality of scotch that monkey shoulder is. So
2: I'm going to figure out who I need to email to get you the Southwest, at least at bare minimum, the Southwest Florida ambassadorship
0: for monkey shoulder. I think, I think I should do that. So Leah Morrow, we're going to make you listen to this. I am a huge fan of yours. You are an amazing young lady. And I look forward to having you on our show because we want to talk about all of the William Grant brands that you represent. And of course, ask you when you're going to make me the uh, Southwest Florida ambassador of monkey shoulder. I also feel like we need to bring up Dustin.
2: Dustin Clarkson is a uh, liquor rep for, um, breakthrough beverage, breakthrough beverage as well
0: as Aaron Sanson.
2: Uh, yeah, Aaron Sanson as well. Great, great friends of ours. And they bring some of the most amazing stuff into the world famous cigar bar. And they're generous enough to let us try it. So we can see if, if it fits for the bar, but, You know, those guys are always bringing in stuff, and they've introduced us into a lot of stuff. And he actually texted me the other day that he was delivering three bottles of, oh, I can't remember the year, the age statement on the bottle, but it was $75,000 worth of Balvenie Scotch. Oh, wow. Delivering it to Miami to a client. Wow.
0: Very nice. I will
2: have to look that up and post it uh, on our Instagram that he, he sent me a picture, but very nice. This
0: guy's transporting $75,000 within three bottles. That's crazy. So, and speaking of our Instagram, since you brought that up, Adam, please, everyone check out our Facebook, check out our Twitter, check out our Instagram. They're all at aficionado show. You can check us out there. You'll see pictures of the, the timeless cigar that we're smoking. You'll see pictures of the monkey shoulder. You'll see various pictures of the different events that we're doing, as well as the guests that we have here on the show. Please follow us on on, uh, all of our different social media and give us some feedback on the show. We really appreciate that. And thanks for listening to our little piece here about our favorite scotch. It's Monkey Shoulder, right here on The Aficionado Show. So, Adam, after the break, we're going to go to Big Blue Brewing on 47th Terrace and talk to the guys there about this very unique location. It's a brewery right on 47th Terrace in Cape Coral, Florida, Right here on The Aficionado Show. Ioni Insurance and Risk Management is an independent insurance agency here in Southwest Florida. They've been providing complete and comprehensive insurance portfolio risk management services in Florida for over 25 years. Ioni Insurance and Risk Management is proud to serve our community in all things insurance and risk management. For more information about how they can assist you and your business, call 239-707-1133. Again, 239-707-1133. Or visit them online at IoniInsurance.com. That's I-A-N-N-O-N-E insurance.com.
1: Hi, this is Pat Denson, Vice President of Astero Bay Chevrolet. When you sell the most cars, you have the luxury of keeping only the finest pre-owned vehicles for every price category. Many are one owner trades, many purchase new here. We don't go to the auction and purchase other people's problems. So if you're in the market for the nicest used cars and trucks and sport utilities, there's no better place to buy than a bay Chevrolet. Find new roads, exit 123, your ride, your way today, at Stereo-based Stereo-based
3: Chevrolet.
0: Are you tired of looking at that old kitchen or bath and it's time to give it an update? Maybe you would like to have a beautiful new outdoor kitchen or living area. Or have you decided you want new flooring in your home? If so, Phenomenal Construction is your choice for all things related to renovations and remodeling. For a free quote, contact Phenomenal Construction at 333-9015. That's 333-9015. Plus, through the end of February, they're offering 10% off of any complete bathroom remodel. You can also visit them online at PhenomenalConstructionHome.com. Phenomenal Construction is a Florida residential contractor, license number crc one three three one seven four three. For over 10 years, Sticks Cigar Company in North Fort Myers has been the place for those highly sought-after boutique cigar blends that you won't find in every humidor. Owner Tom Green prides himself in not only having unique cigar brands, but also a large selection of cigar accessories, including cutters, lighters, Ashtrays and that perfect humidor. Stop in to see Tom and let him help you pick out the perfect cigars. And while you're there, stay for a cigar on the patio or in the man cave. That's Sticks Cigar Company located at 705 Pondela Road in North Fort Myers, or give them a call at 239 898 2593. Be sure to tell them that the aficionado show sent you. Hello, everybody, and we are on the road again with a Stereo Bay Chevrolet. And today we are at Big Blue Brewing in uh, Cape Coral on 47th Terrace. With me as always is Adam Hood and I also have Phil Britton. Phil is the GM of Big Blue Brewing. Welcome Phil. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. So we are excited to be here. We got a little tour of the facility uh, before we sat down to do the interview. Beautiful place. Tell us how long has has Big Blue been open?
4: Uh, We just celebrated our one year anniversary in October. Okay. It's a little over a year now.
0: So tell us, tell us about Big Blue. What's the concept? Tell us the, you know, the high-level overview of the concept of Big Blue.
4: Uh, well, we're at, you know, we have a brewery, um, but we're a little bit different than most breweries because um, we actually have a full-service kitchen. Uh, everything's made from scratch, and we also serve a full bar, full liquor. Right. Um, most of the breweries in Florida, uh, they'll have the food or the liquor. Um, that's why you see a lot of food trucks there. So we have a little bit of a niche here. Um, which has been um, kind of a, a great thing for us, kind of creating a new uh, type of brewery um, spanning off from your traditional ones.
0: Absolutely, and the nice thing, too, is that that's going to keep people here longer. To, to enjoy your beers and maybe try more of them, is that you have that environment of of a full liquor bar, you know a, a very large menu which we 'll talk about in a few minutes, and um, a, a great atmosphere so tell us about Tell us about the brewery uh, we 're going to talk to Alex in just a little bit, but tell us a little bit about the brewery and uh, how many, how many beers of yours do you have on tap here? How many beers do you make on a regular basis? Just give us the level the, the front of the house if you will. Uh, overview of the brewery and then we'll talk to Alex in a little bit
4: yeah we have uh, you know five signature beers that we keep in at all times um, right now we have uh, ten beers on tap um, and it really just depends on the rotation uh, what how much people are drinking um, He you know he works extremely hard especially this time of year keeping all the beers on uh, we do a lot of polls on Facebook uh, to find out what people want um, and then he goes ahead and tries you know to brew it um you know, before, um, right around the hurricane, we lost a lot of beer, and we finally, you know, a couple months ago, got up to full production again, and uh, it's been great. The responses have been great. Um, you know, he just won two awards that were going to go up Sunday to Tampa to find out uh, what we medaled in.
0: That's uh, great. The
4: lightest thing you got, and our honey brown, so...
0: Right, and that's that's kind of a funny name. Well, uh, earlier we were looking at the beers and trying a couple, and uh, and basically I said, "What's the lightest thing you got?" And that's the name of that beer is the lightest thing that you got, and it was it was very good. So, Adam, what was the beer that what was the beer that Adam tried? Uh, he tried our double IPA uh, called Kicks After Six. It's after a scorpion
4: song, but it's made with six different grains. And uh, Alex will probably get more into the name of the greens with right, you. Right, right. Um, so that's how that.
0: What went. was the ABV on that again?
4: Uh, that was up in the 90s, I believe. Um,
0: yeah, so it's a, okay. it's a beast. Yeah. It's, it's the big boys. So that's, uh, at, at, on our show previously, we've had some, some big beers, and they're beyond me. I can drink scotch all day long, but the big beers are, uh, are too much for me. So tell us a little bit about uh, the menu and, and the concept of the food here at, uh, at Big Blue. Uh, well, we you know we have a, uh, a really really diverse menu right now.
4: Um, we have you know appetizers. We have some really good salads. Um, you know our most popular items are a big blue burger made with gorgonzola cheese. Um, we have uh, steaks. You know seafood. Our flatbreads are very very popular. Um, so we are actually looking to kind of streamline it a little bit coming up here in the next few weeks. Uh, we just hired a new chef who's been uh, great. And uh, what we're going to do is just kind of go to more flatbreads, burgers, and uh, wraps and things, but take them on like a crazy twist, things that no one's ever seen before, and just make them as good as we can instead of trying to have too much. So that's something that's exciting that we're going to come to, and uh, he's going to kind of have the uh, prototype menu done in about two weeks, test it out, uh, train the staff on it, and hopefully, you know, in April... Toward the end of April, beginning of May, you know, have a whole new vamped streamlined menu. I'm not saying the entrees and things aren't good, they're very, very delicious. Um, but with Cape Cora, I believe people, you know, want their food, you know, fast, right? And when you're creating these huge entrees that so we have our cordon blues and our stuffed pork chops that are amazing, they just take time to create back there, and um. It's just so
2: the chef needs to make his mark as well and he he needs to, you know, approach
0: that situation and, and put the foods out that he wants to put out. Yep. You know, and and two, obviously this being a brewery, everything is revolved around the the drinking aspect of things, right? And and I personally like smaller Fair when I'm when I'm drinking, you know I don't want a monster meal, especially when you're drinking beers like you know like you have that are kind of filling in them in themselves. So yeah, no, I think that's I think that's a great a great direction to go because it's uh, yeah I just don't want a lot of food if I, I want something, but yeah, not an enormous yeah. meal. So
4: yeah, we definitely we're going to focus on being different. This you know having burgers and flatbreads and wraps and sandwiches, but something you've never seen before.
0: That's great. So again, we're located on 47th Terrace. The cross street is, what's the cross street right here? Southeast 10th. Okay. So 47th Terrace at Southeast 10th. We're, you know, we're right in the, the entertainment district, of course, with, you know, Cigar Bar and that stuff down on that, that direction. We got Dixie Roadhouse a few steps away. So right in the middle of all the great things that are happening here in Cape Coral. You know, that's, it's been exciting to watch that grow over the last few years. And, and 47th Terrace is the hotspot. That's where they have bike night and all the big events and the trolleys and, and all those things. So this is a, a really great, a location for this beautiful outside patio we looked at that beautiful outside patio to watch all the all the the that goes by on 47th terrace uh parking is in the back if for those of you that come and visit um a lot of people don't realize that there's parking around behind this set of buildings so that's just just uh, just as a note for anybody that's listening parking is in the back there's all kinds of parking in the back because they get up on 47th and they freak out because they're trying to find something up that right. way
4: and they're going to be starting road construction here in a few weeks right so really important that everybody knows that there's three other entrances to the to the parking lot that you can get into and just not off 47th terrace
0: right yeah it's uh, that's gonna it's gonna be beautiful when it's finished but it's gonna be kind of a mess uh during uh, during that so tell us about uh happy hour and specials and and you mentioned live music as well so happy hour how what's your happy hour
4: uh, We will a happy hour uh every day of the week uh from four to six Uh, We have appetizers on there for $6, you know, candy bacon grilled cheese with tomato soup, uh, pretzels, uh, cauliflower, quesadillas, um, and then all our house beers. Well, select house beers are uh, $3 during that time. Uh, There's a dollar off all our uh, guest handles. Right. um, And we have some signature drinks on our menu. Uh, A few of those
0: are $5 only, and our house wines are $4. Okay. And so uh, do you have menu specials throughout the week, or do you have? Oh, yeah.
4: The chef, he has the freedom. Uh, He creates different specials. Okay. Uh, Sometimes he'll run the same special for a few days. Uh, The last two days, he's done something different. Um, Last night, we had a scallop and shrimp scampi with spinach with penne. It was amazing. The night before that, he did a penne alla
0: vodka Wow. With our uh, Wicked Dolphin vodka sauce. Very nice. So I know that uh, uh, I I prefer that. You know, there are... There are a lot of restaurants that have the same special. They have a list of specials. On Monday, it's this. On Tuesday, it's this. On Wednesday, it's this. I kind of want to be surprised when I come in. So I like that. Uh, I like that the chef has the ability to just kind of whip something cool up. So let's talk about live music. You, you mentioned that you have live music here three or four nights a week. What, what, is, uh, what are the days for that and times and all that?
4: Uh, Wednesday and Thursday, um, they be begin at 7, and they go to 10. And on the weekends, they start at 9. and go to midnight. Uh, Wednesday and Thursday, it's more smaller acoustic style music. Okay. And then on the weekends, we can get into you know four or five piece you know bands, um, you know the bluesy, um, some classic rock. Um, we have Sheena Brooks who was on you know on The Voice. Oh yeah, um, yeah. She's awesome. Uh, we get um, you know some of the bigger uh, Mike and who does a lot of blues around here. Yeah. He brings in a lot of people. We also do trivia on uh, Tuesday nights at 7.30. Um, where you can win uh, gift cards for here nice that, I know trivia has,
0: cool. trivia has become big
4: yeah it we uh, we get a lot of tables and uh, for it so
0: that's great that's uh I'm the worst at that so I don't know Adam if you're any good at trivia but I'm the absolute worst well we're
4: starting I think we're gonna be starting a uh, bingo on Mondays too. hey I can beer, do that beer <laughs> beer bingo music bingo you know different twists on, uh, on bingo still. nice
0: I can yeah I can't yeah. screw up bingo I can screw up <laughs> trivia because I <laughs> can out. ruin it for the whole table but I can, I can I can hang on bingo that's awesome so phil thanks for the time we're going to take a quick break and when we come back you're going to stick with us and we're going to bring alex in alex is your brewer we're going to talk to alex a little bit about his processes uh his love for for brewing beer and he's going to tell us a little more about the beers are you tired of looking at that old kitchen or bath and it's time to give it an update maybe you would like to have a beautiful new outdoor kitchen or living area or have you decided you want new flooring in your home if so, Phenomenal Construction is your choice for all things related to renovations and remodeling. For a free quote, contact Phenomenal Construction at 333-9015. That's 333-9015. Plus, through the end of February, they're offering 10% off of any complete bathroom remodel. You can also visit them online at phenomenalconstructionhome.com. Phenomenal Construction is a Florida residential contractor, license number CRC one three three one seven four three.
4: Would you like to have an authentic cigar roller at your wedding, bachelor party, corporate event, or birthday party?
2: You can with cigar event services by the World Famous Cigar Bar. Your event can have an experienced cigar roller and cigar host to create a unique experience for your guests. They also offer custom cigar bands made with your name, logo, or even your baby's name. Visit worldfamouscigarbar.com slash cigar event for more info. Let them customize the perfect cigar package for your event. Again, that's worldfamouscigarbar.com slash cigar event.
0: And we are back on the Aficionado Show. We are on the road with Estero Bay Chevrolet at Big Blue Brewing in Cape Coral on 47th Terrace. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, of course, I have Adam Hood with me. I have Phil Britton. Phil's the GM here. And I also have Alex Ceramus. Alex is the brewer. He sat down with us. He's going to tell us a little bit about uh, the beers that, uh, and we're all kind of chuckling because I was told a silly last name. Uh, What was it? Parmesan?
3: uh, Yeah, it was Alejandro Parmigiano.
0: There you go. Well, anyway, that was the name that I was told originally. So I'm glad I got it right. It's Alex Ceramus. But Alex is the brewer here at Big Blue. Uh, I know it's the first of the month. You're a busy man. We appreciate you taking a couple of minutes to sit down with us. Tell us a little bit about, first, your back, background in brewing. What got you into brewing? And then we'll kind of come forward to where we're at now.
3: Um, my story is kind of funny. Um, when I turned 18, I got a credit card, credit card, debit card, and I couldn't go out to the store to buy beer, but I got to actually buy everything online to make it. Oh, nice. So you could buy the buckets, the carboys, the grain, the hops, everything, and the only thing you needed at home was more water. Right. And I had a very supportive mother. So I started when I was 18 just making my own beer, making it for friends, family, parties, that kind of stuff. Uh, and in 2010, I got the chance to move out west to uh, Central Oregon because I grew up in New Jersey. And it was a struggle to get into the industry because it was uh, very saturated. And there was a lot of people trying to get in, trying to really become brewers. And I got my chance at a place called Crux Fermentation Project. I worked for a guy named Larry Sador. He was the... Uh, Previously, he was the brewmaster at Deschutes Brewing in Bend, Oregon, and got in there at the very uh, ground level and worked my way up. Um, eventually, went to a place called Silver Moon in Bend, um, took that place from a small production facility uh, to a large production facility. It was a small pub originally. Uh, decided that I wanted to be closer to water because Central Oregon is very much high desert. Right. Uh, so I decided to look up and down the East Coast, the West Coast, Hawaii, and the Caribbean, and I actually landed one in the Caribbean. Wow. So I was brewing in the Virgin Islands for a year before I was here at Big Blue. Went down there to help open up a small five-barrel brew pub, five taps, right on the boardwalk. Pretty cool, you know, 35 feet away from the Caribbean Sea. Oh, yeah. You're sitting there having lunch, having tacos, having, you know, having a beer, and you're looking out at the water, and sailboats are coming in and out. Uh, And unfortunately, Hurricane Irma and Maria came through. And those were the hurricanes everybody was waiting 30 years for. The previous one was Hugo in 89, and it came through. And I personally lost... Pretty much everything. So I landed in Miami a week before I started at Big Blue with three suitcases and about hundred bucks in my pocket. Oh wow, that's crazy. That's uh, that, uh, and I and I understand it's still
0: a mess down there.
3: It is. Yeah, it's they're slowly getting rebuilt, and I have I still have friends down there, and they're they're slowly getting power and water back and whatnot. But to um, have, especially a, a, a facility where you're creating a very live product. It's tough, you know, it was definitely tough. It was weeks and weeks to get grain orders. Um, Water quality was tough. There was a lot of filtration and treatment that you had to do. Um, it was fun, and it was an adventure, and it was something that I did before I settled down and had a family. You know, I'm 30, I'm single, no kids, no yeah. wife, nothing like that. So I said to myself, might as well take the opportunity and do it, and it's a story, it's a, and it's a great story. And I tell it to everybody that comes in the brewery. That's great. So what,
0: uh, how did you find out a bit about Big Blue if you're hanging out in Miami? Uh,
3: there was a professional brewer's class, there, there is a professional brewer, brewer's classified um, a site called Pro Brewer. And Pro has listings for equipment, used equipment, new equipment, job opportunities, help, wanted, that kind of thing. And um, I conversed with uh, one of the owners, uh, Dan Termini, over uh, email, a bunch of emails back and forth. And he said, hey, can you call me? And I said, no, because there's no cell phone towers on the island <laughs> because the, they took them down and people were stealing generators and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, we conversed through email, and he said that uh, they would wait until, they, uh, until I got here for an interview Uh, because I seemed like a good fit, and I got here on October 30th, uh, sorry, the 29th. I had the interview the 30th, which was Monday, and then the next Monday I started. That's great. So uh,
0: tell us about uh, the beers that you have here now. And uh, what your what your vision is for the beers that you make? Obviously, everybody has their own their own desires, their own things that they like. And and you know, Adams our, our beer guy in the group. I am a Scotch guy. He's a beer guy. So, but tell us about your vision. What you what was it? Uh, were you happy with what they were making when you got here? Obviously, you know, Phil told me that
3: you made a lot of changes. Tell us about your vision. and what, what you like? Uh, we have a very small facility right now. It's an ABE American Beer Equipment five barrel brew house. Uh, To a lot of other breweries, it would be considered a pilot system, doing small experimental batches. I pull off about 10 kegs per batch. Uh, When I first got here, there was only three or four beers on tap, Um, and it was because the previous inexperience in the brew house guys just didn't know how to turn over vessels quickly. Um, I've done production for distribution out of a 10-barrel facility and eventually expanded to a 30, so I'm used to cranking and wart out as fast as possible. High-quality wart controlling fermentation correctly. Um, so everything that's coming out of the brew house, it's coming out quickly, but it's also coming out in a, it, its quality at the same time. It's not rushed. Um, it's just little tricks of the trade and whatnot. So the six signature series beers, quote-unquote, that I have established in the four months that I've been here are our two hoppy beers, our two light American beers, and then our two darker beers. So um, Bitter Embrace, which is our house IPA, Electric Sunshine, which is our India Session Ale, which is kind of like your introductory to IPAs. Because the demographic of beer drinkers down here in Florida, they're not huge hop heads yet. They will eventually become hop heads. But this is kind of just like that introduction. Lightest thing you got, which actually just won a uh, medal, unknown if it's first, second, or third uh, at Best Florida Beer. It's a light American ale, um, cold fermented ale, so it mimics a lager. Uh, It was under the cream ale category, but there's no corn in it. Uh, Our House Amber, uh, which has yet to be named, actually. We've been having fun trying to name everything, because when I got here, it was just IPA and and Amber and Honey Brown and whatnot. Uh, Standard American Amber, great, very refreshing. Uh, Honey Brown, which we won a medal for as well, which uses uh, local saw palmetto honey from Walker Farms in Fort Myers. And then our Coffee Stout, which is Blue Bones Coffee Stout. Uh, and that actually uses uh, five pounds of dark roast from Bones Coffee Company here in town. Oh, wow. Where I do a cold press, about a 10-gallon cold press over 36 hours, and then blend it into the side of the uh, the conditioning vessel before I keg it. So those are the six signature series beers. Those will always be here. They might be out for anywhere from a day to a week, but they will always be around. You'll never see them disappear for weeks or months Anything on top of that is, is fun stuff. Um, I've had a passion fruit, white IPA, double IPA. I have a Belgian wit beer, a Belgian triple. I've had an American pale ale. And I've done little one-offs, too, with fruit purees or spices or additives. Um, my goal in the future is to slap in a couple more tanks in this facility and, and get five fermenters and two brights. But it, it, it's really to have a production facility off-site, where I can create those six signature series beers for the pub, and then the pub brewer can have all the fun that they want. Right. Everything on top of the six is just the fun stuff. Out of those six, I would like to draft distribute three, and then when that is solidified in the market, I'd like to can three of them as well. And we're big blue. I want to do big 16 ounce cans, six packs, low ABV beers, boat beers, lawnmower beers, right. beach beers. Right. That's my whole goal. And, and that would be for me if I was to set a timeline for it um, draft distribution by year five. Nice. Hopefully. Very nice. Hopefully. So
0: Phil mentioned earlier too a peanut butter and
3: jelly. Yeah, peanut butter and jealous. Um, when I first got here, um, it had been a bronze medal at Best Florida Beer, and it was a local favorite. And it was just, uh, I just needed to sit there and and tweak uh, the recipe a little bit. The Honey Brown is the base beer, and I completely gutted that beer when I got here. It's got a a gracious amount of honey malt in it, 24 pounds of salt, palmetto honey. So it has that residual sweetness, that backbone to it. And then with the roasted unsalted peanuts and the mixed berry puree that gets blended into a keg, it's like biting into the side of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That's awesome. Yeah, I, like I've, right got that go. I've got to try that before I go. It's pretty crazy. You know,
0: I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm not even going to say my age, but I'm I'm considerably older now, and and. I still love a good peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I'm, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm
3: not gonna lie. Oh, yeah. You know,
0: I'm a bachelor. It's so like yourself, but and, and I'm good with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich yep. and a few potato chips, and that's I'm, exactly. I'm a happy, man. <laughs> I, it br-
3: you know, it Adam, brings you it brings you back to the child your childhood. It does. Adam's like a peanut jelly
0: sandwich. He's got a flat grill at the house and all this stuff, and he makes all this fancy crap. And I'm sitting here talking about a peanut butter and jelly, but I got to try that. So I have to ask too. Alex, I know you're busy working in the back all the time. Do, does is there? Do you have any helpers, or is
3: it just you? Uh, just me for now. Uh, we do have a great staff here, um, and everybody is interested in getting back there and helping in some way. Right. Um, I do have a couple guys that are barbacks here that are absolutely amazing. Uh, shout out to uh, uh, Jeremy and CJ. Um, those guys come back and help me out whenever they possibly can. With cleaning, with organizing, with uh, working inside the cooler, with helping me, you know, hump kegs around. Uh, I'm not young, but I'm not old at the same time. <laughs> 165 pound kegs, you start to throw I know. 20 or 30 of them around a week, stacking them and whatnot, you know, you start to
0: feel it. Absolutely. So I then my final question is, I have to believe that uh, guests are dying to, and I'm going to say this with with lots of respect. Nerd out with you about the beers. Do you do you come out f- out of the out of the room in the back and hang out with the guests and talk about the beers? Do you get the opportunity to do that?
3: Definitely, yeah. That's one of the. I, I love pub brewing. Um, one of the reasons why I, I looked for a small pub uh, close to water um, is because I was burnt out from production. Um, I love to be able to look out to the window and see somebody staring in. I'll I'll go out and I'll grab them. Hey, do you want a tour? I'll go out there and and BS with them. Um, The best one to date since I've been here was um, one of the servers said, hey, you have a fan over there. And I looked over and it was a little five-year-old boy. And he was sitting in there and he was staring at all the tanks and whatnot. And I walked up and said, hey, big man, you want to go back and check it out. And he was so excited. That's awesome. And the only way I could actually connect with him was to uh, explain it like mom was making spaghetti at home, <laughs> boil the spaghetti, strain the spaghetti, that kind of stuff. And he was, he was on board with it. That's it great. pretty cool. Yeah. Well,
0: and, and like I say, I know that there are <clears throat> a lot of my friends that are beer people, just like I'll nerd out about the scotches and I love cigars and I'll nerd out about that. I'm not, I'm not a beer guy, but I all my friends that are, um, Love, love, love to just talk about it and learn about it, and so, so that's something I want those that are listening to know is that they, you know, they, if they come in, they may have the opportunity to sit down with you for a minute and and ask the questions. Oh and,
3: yeah, ask away. Yeah, I've um, I've had people come in and guest brew with me, friends of the family, uh, uh, friends and family, friends of the owners uh, come in and hang out for a batch. I did a Belgian triple, and um, one of the friends of uh, Joanna Bob, the owners, John. He's a homebrewer, avid homebrewer back in New York State, and he came in and did a Belgian triple with me, and he just had the best time, and we just nerded out all day long. <laughs> and I can I can put people to sleep with glassware knowledge, and you see some people start to drift off, and then I have to catch myself and kind of come back to brewing one hundred one. We've got some but, buddies uh, that uh, do that about cigars, don't we? Oh, <laughs> it's like okay, listen, I love my
0: cigars, I do, I do, but I can't just I can only nerd out about him so much it's yeah. like it's almost like they, they go home and look at him on a centerfold in a magazine it's like no no it's, it's just a cigar it's going to be gone in an hour
3: people ask me hey do you read and I say yeah all the time well what do you read beer books exactly <laughs> what else is there what else is there exactly yeah Alex, I,
0: I appreciate you taking the time. We're going we're gonna to definitely be hanging out here more. I'm looking forward to trying the uh, peanut butter and jealous. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Phil, thanks for your time. Before we go, I want to say a couple of things. I want to say uh, thanks to Dan Termini from Wicked Dolphin for get, setting this up and giving us the opportunity to, to come in and talk to you guys. And then, Phil, real quick, to finish out, tell us about your website, your social media. How do we follow Big Blue Brewing?
4: Yeah, we have a website. It's you know, bigbluebrewing.com. We're okay. on uh, Facebook under Big Blue Brewing. Uh, pretty easy to find. Um, we're getting really close to uh, 5,000 likes, and uh, so I think we're giving away a gift card to whoever becomes that 5,000th person to like uh, Big Blue. So
3: nice. nice to look out for. It. Yeah, another big thing that the website does is the website interacts with a program called Untapped. So we have 24 taps here. I currently have 10 of our house beers on, but we have to fill the other ones, so we have a lot of guest taps. So if you hop on the website and you actually go to drinks and go to beers, uh, it will show the current list of what we have on tap. And when we update that board, we, I just update it or Phil updates it through the computer, and it's instant. So you can hop on the website and check that out. You can go through untapped as well and check out what we have on. Right. There's descriptions. There's all the specs for all the beers. Mm-hmm. That are, that are currently on as well.
4: Also has our band list on there, mm-hmm. our dinner specials. We run a lunch combo every week, the same sandwich for the week. It comes with a house beer for $10. So Nice. So, yeah.
0: so everybody needs to check out the website again, Big Blue Brewing. Phil, Alex, thanks for the time. I appreciate you you sitting down with me. We're looking forward to uh, getting out and having a couple more beers with you. Thanks a lot, guys. Cheers. Thank you. And thanks again to the guys from Big Blue Brewing for uh, giving us the opportunity to sit down with them at their amazing restaurant there on 47th Terrace. Kevin,
2: aren't you leaving this Sunday to go to Honduras?
0: I actually am. I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, So Sunday... I am taken off to the Rocky Patel House in Honduras, and I've been, this. This is actually Adam the fourth time I'm going to be at the Rocky Patel place in Honduras, and I'm so excited about it. And um, what's funny is that I've done this again. This will be the fourth time. The three times that I've done it, all three times. The third time was I was even more excited than I was the first time. I had a better time the third time than I did the first time. So. Let me tell everybody about what we do in Honduras. And, and I'm glad you brought this up, Adam, because it's it's a really great trip. So Rocky uh, Rocky Patel does these trips all throughout the year. Now, there's only certain parts of the year or certain times on the calendar, if I should say, that he does these because of the way the trip's set up, you have to be able to see certain things. But Rocky will take customers from uh cigar bars and cigar stores all over the country to his his factories and fields and home in Honduras and basically we fly into Tegucigalpa and good luck spelling that I can't Tegucigalpa is is the uh, name of the airport that we fly into an interesting side note I'm going to throw this out there it's one of the top 10 most dangerous airports to fly in and out of In the world. Did you know that?
2: I did not. And you're flying out of Miami, correct? Yeah, we
0: fly out of Miami into Tegucigalpa. It's about two and a half hours. And Tegucigalpa, Honduras, is again, top 10 most dangerous airports. And the reason is it's in a valley. So, no kidding. I was on the phone with my father today talking about this very thing. Because when I go out of the country, I call dad and I call my daughter and say, hey, by the way, I'm going to be out of the country for a few days just so that everybody knows, right? So I'm on the phone with Dad, and I was talking to him about about the uh, the airport in Tegucigalpa, and it's a unique place. It really is, but it's in a valley. So the fact that it's in a valley, it's very difficult, Adam, to descend because there's mountains all around it, sure. right? So you can't just descend into it. So they actually corkscrew. Into mm. this airport? No way! I'm dead serious. No way. Google. Use the Google machine. Are you? I, I, I'm not kidding you. Are you on a 747? I don't. I no no no. They're That's not that, smaller. No, no, they're smaller planes. But I, I I challenge you and and our listeners to use the Google machine. I, yeah, I and look would. up Tegucigalpa. I think it's TGU or TCU is the is the code. But no kidding, they corkscrew in because they can't they can't descend because of the fact that they're in the valley. That is scary. So it's like riding a roller coaster when you when you fly in there, right? And when they leave, again, surrounded by mountains, so when they get to the end of the runway, what do they do? Bang. They pull up. Yep. You're going straight up. Wow. Straight up. So it's fun. I, You know what? I'm not a... I've never been one of those guys that gets scared in an airplane. I don't know why. I'm fine. And I, you and I were talking about this earlier in the day today, actually, is that uh, there's a good chance I'm probably going to be asleep anyway. So. Sure. sure. So, but no kidding. I, I, I challenge you to look that up on YouTube. It is It is an interesting airport.
2: You're, you're only in a hunk of metal that the only thing it wants to
0: do is come back to Earth. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, just, just so you know, that's part of the fun. But let's go back to the trip. So Rocky has many trips throughout the year to his factory and fields in Honduras. So Rocky has a home that he has. It's in Honduras. I can't tell you the, the name of the city that it's in, but it's a beautiful place. It has multiple bedrooms, a beautiful swimming pool, a staff there that cooks for us day and night. We have They cook us three meals a day. So we fly down to Tegelsogapa. We jump on a bus and they bus us to Rocky's house. He has a house there again. We all, and it's kind of bunk style. So there's maybe two to three of us in a room, but we, we stay in his house again with a staff there. There's more cigars than we can smoke and more booze than we can drink while we're there. And they actually take us Adam, out to see the process of cigars being made from seed to when they're putting the cellophane on the cigar, putting it in the box and sending it back to the United States for us to consume and enjoy at our local smoke shop here in 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 the United States. It's absolutely an amazing process. So again, when you were in on this trip and if you ever get the opportunity to go, I highly recommend it. I actually have held the tobacco seeds in my hand. El Paso, I guess is is the name of the city where that the the uh, the house is. I've held the tobacco seeds in my hand, Adam, and they are size—they're si- the size of a pepper, like from a pepper shaker. Sure, they're tiny. There, are, there are many of them when they when they plant them. So, I've I've seen the entire process, and it's absolutely amazing. From holding the tobacco seeds in my hand to it goes to a nursery, right? So they put the they plant those in the little little pots that, and I don't know what those things are called. I'm not a I'm not a a gardener by any means. Horticulturalist. Right. But, but, you know, when you go to Lowe's, you see all those where they've got all these little plants in there. So they plant all these seeds in there and they start that in the nursery.
2: I've kind of seen that process as well. And then they, you know, four or five seeds are planted in one little pod. And as they start to sprout, they pick the weakest ones out. They, They
0: actually stand over them. Right. I can't even imagine how bad their back hurts at the end of the day. Right. I've watched them do that, and there's pictures. And I can't wait for our listeners. And I'm gonna I'm gonna plug our social media again, just because I want them to 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 look because I'm gonna take picture after picture after picture. Sure, but I want them to see that absolutely these ladies will stand over these these plannings. I don't know what they call them again. I'm not, I'm not an expert, but they'll stand over these and yes, pull the, pull the bad ones out. Let the, let the good ones grow in there. And that's what ultimately is taken from those, those planters out to the field and dropped into the field to grow in the field. It's absolutely amazing. That's
2: amazing to me that from even from the seedling, it's the best of the best And, and that's the ones that they pull and you're, you're only getting the most premium
0: tobacco out of that. Well, and that carries over to so many other things and I'll talk about that in just a second, but so, okay. So you've dropped the seed in there. You've got a seedling, you take the seedling to the field, you drop that in by the way, you know, I grew up in Indiana. I'm used to seeing combines and big tractors and all that, all those things. These guys do this stuff by hand, Adam, yep. you know, we all know what a hoe is. I mean, I, e- easy. Hey, Hey, now, sorry, <laughs> this is a family. show. <laughs> But my, you know, they actually are planting these by hand. They're using a hoe to move the dirt on top of it. They're watering these. It's unbelievable. There aren't machines, there aren't big tractors, there aren't all these things doing this. This is done by hand. So they're taking that seedling, they're dropping it into the ground. So we go out to the fields and we get the opportunity to be in the fields. So I've been in the fields, again, in the three times that I've been there, I've been in the fields out in the sun. So you've got sun grown and you've got shade grown. So you know the difference, right? Sure. And for those of uh, those of you that are listening that don't, sun grown is obviously tobacco that's grown right under the sun. There's nothing over it. Everything's growing. When we go out there, the fields are so wet that you'll actually sink in it. It's just mud. It's just muck and mud because they're constantly irrigating that tobacco and it's just muddy. And we go out there and we stand in that. We, we sink and we have to help each other out. It's because, of course, we want pictures when we're standing out in, in the tobacco. Sure, But then there's shade grown. So shade grown is where you're looking at a field of tobacco that, as far as the eye can see, with cheesecloth over it. You yeah. know what cheesecloth is? If you don't, if you, those of you listening who don't, it's, it's a very thin cloth very thin cloth. But what it does is it takes the power of the sun and lowers it dramatically. So cheesecloth covers the entire field of tobacco. That is shade grown tobacco. So I've been in a field. Last time I went, I was standing in a field. These plants had to be 10 foot tall. They were pushing up against the cheesecloth. The most amazing, most beautiful tobacco plants you'd ever seen in your life. So you see the process again going back from the seed to the to the nursery to the field to whether it's whether it's sun-grown whether it's shade-grown then you see it being picked then you see it taking off and going and taken into the barns to be dried and then they take it and they 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 take it in they roll it it's it's just an absolutely amazing process Adam I'll tell you a, a, another little little piece of uh, trivia and this comes directly from Rocky Patel himself, he, he, how many hands do you think touches the tobacco from the very beginning till the end when we're smoking it? How many sets of hands do you think touch it? I'm a little preemptive to this knowledge. I know it's well over 200. It's 300. Yeah. Rocky Patel will tell you that there are 300 sets of hands that have touched this product before all of us are smoking it. From seed to humidor. From seed to humidor. Absolutely. So 300 sets of hands. That's absolutely amazing. So, And if you ever get the opportunity to see Rocky speak about this, and I'm sure there's YouTube videos and there's all those things. I've seen it in person many times, and it's a great story. But when you get to go down there and actually see it, you realize that that makes a lot of sense. So anyway, not only do we get to experience all those things, we're going to get to see his his factory in Honduras where they actually roll the cigars, they put them in the cellophane, they put them in the box. We get to go to the box factory. I, 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 you can't even imagine what a box factory is like, Adam, until you go. So a box factory, you, you roll up in the van or the bus that we're in, and you look, and off to your left is is a stack of a massive stack of wood, right? Just just stacks and stacks of wood. And so you pull up, and you're looking at this. And so we walk up, and we check this out, and we see all this wood. We get our pictures taken in front of the wood and all that stuff, and we go in. Well, the box factory, Adam, they are making these boxes. Yes, there's machines there, but it's not like a traditional factory. They're making these these boxes by hand right? with saws and they're they're stamping, you know, you, when you see this stuff on there, they're stamping it on there by hand. When you see the stickers on a cigar box, they're putting those on there by hand. So, what what's amazing is to the left of why I wanted to tell you that is to the left of this the the box factory is all this wood. Coming out the other side is a finished box. Sure. These guys are hand spraying these boxes. They're hand-putting-on all the hinges for these. It's, the box factory was one of my favorite things and is every time when I go because it's absolutely amazing. And they have an area in the box factory where you can actually go and look at all the different boxes that they make there. I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. So we're pulling them out and looking at them and like, oh, we know that cigar and we know that cigar. It's absolutely amazing the number of boxes that these guys make for cigars that we know every day that we smoke and it's it's the box factory is absolutely amazing so like i said you've seen everything from seed to the box factory to the cellophane to them guy these guys putting it in the box and getting ready to ship it to the united states the other cool thing is oh and actually all over the world not just to the united states sure but all over the world we just happen to be here so that's what i reference, but on top of it all, we even get the opportunity to blend our own cigars. So they give us uh, multiple tobaccos. They give us they give us uh, uh, leaves for wrapper, for filler, for binder, and we even get the opportunity to blend our own cigars. So it's an absolutely amazing trip. It's it's a trip of a lifetime. If you ever get the opportunity to go on the trip to the Rocky Patel factory and fields, it's something that I highly recommend. It for a true cigar lover. that It's got to be for a true cigar lover. It's not just for anybody. It's somebody who really enjoys and loves cigars. But, Adam, I'm, I'm so excited, as you can probably tell, to, to to hit the road on on Sunday morning early, head over to Miami, jump on that airplane, and go to and and do this again.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. You're going to be able to have the opportunity to experience that. So for the listener, I know you you get to do that trip through the world famous cigar bar and they kind of organize everything for the average listener that's out there. What's, what's the best way for them to possibly experience that Rocky Patel trip? I mean, do they just, just ask their local Rocky Patel, you know, representative like, Hey, how is that organized? Can I, can my cigar shop do that? Like, how, how do you think that that's best handled for the average listener to take that trip?
0: they do and 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 honestly if you're in southwest florida which which is a big percentage of our listenership but uh, they can contact the world famous cigar bar or myself and have the opportunity to do this when we do it next time
2: what's but, what's give somebody a way they can reach you if they are local here in southwest florida what what's the best way they can contact you to ask about that trip
0: they can actually get me through our website sure at at com. If they are interested in in doing this trip in the future, this is something that I've been involved with with Rich for many years. Rich being the owner of the world famous cigar bar. And again, this is my fourth time down there. And this is something that I've been involved with and absolutely love. It's a passion of mine. So absolutely, the best way to get in, in touch with me is via the our website aficionadoshow.com if you go there and you hit contact us send me a message if you're interested in being part of the next time we go to this trip it's absolutely amazing it's something that i highly recommend for the true cigar lover
2: yeah i just didn't want anybody to think that if they're in the tampa area or i mean even if they're listening in michigan i mean wherever it may be but you know they can they can talk to their local brocky patel rep and 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 Get on this trip. It's not some exclusive thing that only is available to the world famous cigar bar, but you know, that average listener can get out there and, and
0: you can take that trip. And Absolutely. And it, and if you're if you're in one of those areas, please still reach out to me. We're blessed with the fact that Rocky Patel's headquarters is right here in southwest Florida and I'm I'm proud to say I'm friends with all of them Rocky's assistant who helps with the trips and all those things so if it's something that you're interested in being part of reach out to us on our website at com, and I can get you in touch with somebody who can can give you the information to be a part of this trip if I'm not able to help you with uh, the Southwest Florida trip, absolutely.
2: And it's all-inclusive, right? It's one price. It is one price. The one price is... Room, board, food, yeah. cigar, the whole the whole
0: shabam for one pi- price, all you, right? All you've got to do is pay for your airfare. All you got to do is get there. Right. That's all you've got to do. So airfare this time was 500 ish 550 something like that. Sure. Um, I, ca- I can't tell you the exact number, but it was 540 something I think, for airfare. Passport excluded. Yeah, and everything else is covered. So, and and again, the beauty is is that you're staying at a home that Rocky Patel. I, I don't know if he owns it or if he rents it. It doesn't matter. But he has this beautiful home in in uh, Nicaragua, or excuse me, in Honduras that we stay in. That has a pool. It has a beautiful area for us to sit and smoke a, a courtyard. He has a staff there that takes care of us the whole entire time. They cook for us. The food down there is absolutely amazing. That's what I keep hearing. It's just different. It's just unique, and you know we're eating we're eating a lot of rice. We're eating a lot of beans. We're eating a lot of chicken. It's just absolutely amazing. So every I and the 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 coffee, Adam. It's like it's like motor oil, and I dig it. (laughs) I want my coffee to kick me right in the gut, and it does. Absolutely, it is mean. So, and I'm one of those guys too, where. There are so many uh, there. There are so many guys that are on the trip. It's funny. They'll get up, and you know we've been smoking and drinking all day the previous day, and so I'm one of those guys having been in the business for a really long time, and I love my cigars. That I get up in the morning and I grab a cigar and I grab a cup of coffee and I start going again. And these guys look at me like, "Are you out of your mind? You know, it's it's eight o'clock in the morning, and you're lighting up another cigar and you're having some coffee." But that's what I do and this (laughs) dude seriously this coffee is absolutely ridiculous it just it is looks like motor oil but it's so good and it it's it really is a great trip so having now i've rambled enough but i'm excited thank you for bringing that up i leave sunday sunday through wednesday when i get back there will be plenty of of Pictures and videos and so many amazing things on our social media, on our website. I would love for everybody to check that out. We'll talk about it on our show next week, but please, guys, definitely check that stuff out because this is an experience that uh, that you just can't even imagine. And if you don't have the ability to do it, at least check out the pictures, check out the video because you'll learn a lot about the process of what a cigar goes through before we get it in our hands. So I'm really jealous that you're going to Honduras, and I'm not.
2: But I can't be too jealous because we're both going on a cigar safari to Drew Estate's factory in Nicaragua in April.
0: Yes, we are. April 8th to the 11th. Yes. So Adam and I are taking off to the Cigar Safari, which is uh, it's done by Drew Estate Cigars. And Cigar Safari, you can check it out, cigarsafari.com. And if you're interested in that trip, you can actually learn how to do that right there on their website, cigarsafari.com. And it's spectacular as well. It's in Nicaragua, though. So it's a whole different experience. Another beautiful house, another beautiful experience. So, yes, Adam and I are going on the Cigar Safari April 8th through the 11th. Uh, that's going to be awesome as well. You're going to get to see pictures, video, some amazing things from that too. And you're probably going to hear about that a lot on the show over the next few weeks as well. So, yeah, we're
2: going to talk more in depth about that on the next show, but this will be my first time out of the country. So I'm going to rely on you a lot to kind of expect what's coming up and, and flying into those different countries. And Let's delve in, and we might even do this on a exclusive listen later type thing. But I know that you have a story about flying into what was the name again?
0: Tegosogapa.
2: Yes. So, just let's do it real quick. Uh, you went to the bathroom, and something <laughs> ensued. Yeah. So you told me this story before, oh, but let's so let's, it is, let's hear. So
0: remember, these are third world countries. To hear this extra content. Visit aficionadoshow.com forward slash episodes and scroll to the bottom for extra content. So, Adam, as always, we've got some exciting events coming up here in Southwest Florida. One that I'm particularly excited about and and looking forward to going to Thursday, March 8th at 6 p.m. at Vicente of London down in Naples. Uh, You get the opportunity to meet Coach Ditka. Um, This is a cool event. I've met Coach Ditka once before down there. Uh, We had a lot of fun. And basically, they have some limited edition Ditka cigars, and you can get those cigars uh, for $240 for this box. Obviously, he's there to autograph them. He's a cool guy, does photos, and they're actually doing a, a rib dinner included in that purchase of that box. So for 240 you get the box, you get the autograph, you get the pictures. Uh, they're doing food, beer, wine, um, it's a limited seating event, so if you're interested in getting to that event, you need to find Vicente of London online, contact them, and get involved in that. But but I got to tell you, Coach Titka is just cool. I love him. He's he's been, he was really fun to meet. And uh, last time he was there, Adam, he was in this cool silk smoking jacket, just lo- he just looking smooth as silk, actually. So yeah, no, I, I like that. So that should be a really good event. Also coming up on Sunday, March 11th. This is a good one too, Adam. Taco Fest. Ninety-three X puts on Taco Fest every year down at Centennial Park. Uh, last year, they actually got so overwhelmed that they they ran out of food, they ran out of everything because they they had such an amazing response to this event. So this is, I'm sure they're going to be prepared this year for this crazy uh, crazy outpouring of people that love tacos. So you want to get there early. It's uh, that event starts at 11 a.m. It goes to 6 p.m. It's at Centennial Park in downtown Fort Myers. Tickets are just ten dollars. You can go online. You can find the Taco Taco Fest event uh, on Facebook. They're ten bucks, and there's a bunch of live music to uh, to check out while you're there too. Soapy Tuna, So Flo, and Lit will all be playing at uh, at the event. So I got to tell you, the two really great events coming up this next week. You want to check them out? Uh, be sure you check out our website aficionadoshow.com for all of the upcoming events that we feel are ones that you may enjoy or may want to check out. Thanks again for listening to the show, guys. This is episode number six. We really appreciate the support. We look forward to talking to you next week. For more information on the show, upcoming events, how to have your product or business featured, or to be a sponsor of the show, visit us online at aficionadoshow.com. To hear past episodes or to share the show with your friends, you can find us on all major podcast outlets including iTunes and Google Play. The Auto Show is a Media Group Florida production.